I believe everyone has a story to tell. And I believe everyone deserves a little pampering. Welcome to Manny's with Grannies. I'm your host, Tiffany Marino. Join me while I sit down with a woman over 70 and get to know her while giving her a manicure. Welcome to this episode of Manny's with Grannies. I'm here today with Jane. You can take your hands out of here. Thank you for having us here today, Jane. It's nice to have company. Right before this, you were telling me that you've never had a manicure before? No, I've never had a manicure. Well, I feel honored to be here with you today and be the first to give you a manicure. That's wonderful. Thank you for this honor. (laughs) Excited to get to know you. Did you grow up in this area? I grew up in Scandia. Are you familiar with Scandia? Yeah, I've driven through that area. It's really Blueberry nice. Blueberry Hill Golf Course and up that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I lived before you would have gotten to Blueberry, a couple miles up the road. And then we built a home about a quarter of a mile beyond the Blueberry Golf Course going towards Oneville or I don't know if you're familiar with Red Oak Campground. I've driven past it, yeah. 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 Okay, well, that's the area my husband and I lived in. What's your husband's name? My husband's name was John, and he was a sweetheart. How did you and John meet? (laughs) At a wedding. His cousin, I was a bridesmaid, and he was an usher. And we walked up and down the aisle together before we even knew each other. Well, isn't that a sweet story? Yeah, it is. And he was a sweetheart. Did he ask you out on a date? Mm-hmm. What was that like? Well, the first time he didn't he didn't show up. And I thought, oh, well, this is great. Well, find out he had car trouble and he didn't remember my last name. It was Plowright. And that isn't a real, you know, familiar name. (laughs) But then one day he showed up and apologized for being late, you know. We just kept dating, and all of a sudden we were engaged and married. And we were married over 45 years. Wow. That's a long time. It is. Dan, I forgot that I wanted to take a before photo of her nails, if that's okay. Maybe you could just put your hands a little bit closer together, and then Dan can take a a picture. We take a picture before and after. That was great. Thank you. (laughs) Did they smile? Yes. They they were all teeth. I saw all teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. So be careful you don't get that. Watch out. (laughs) So 45 years of marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there a secret to a long marriage, do you think? You have to compromise. And I had a sweetheart, so that wasn't hard to do. As a matter of fact, we dated, and then I was stupid and broke up with him. But one day, he came back and he said, I came to visit your parents. Well, then the next week, he was back again. I thought, boy, he must really like my parents. (laughs) Do you remember why did you break up with him? I guess this other guy was at my sister's a lot. And I think he really liked my sister and thought I was probably going to be like my sister. But my sister and I were two different people. So that didn't work out, which I'm glad. (laughs) 
because John came back, even though he came to see my parents. <laughs> and he was wonderful. When you got engaged, did he talk to your parents beforehand? Yes, he actually did. He was the one that was always proper. <laughs> he wanted to make sure he did things the right way. Do you remember when you got engaged? What was that like? It was exciting knowing that, oh, I'm going to marry this guy. <laughs> then I broke up with him. After the engagement? Mm -hmm. But the other guy then left. He'd done his job, broke us up, and <laughs> did his job. <laughs> but we got back together, and I can remember him saying, I still have your ring and would like to use it on the same person. Tell me what you loved about John. Oh, Everything. He was very loving and caring, extremely intelligent. There wasn't anything he couldn't do. He started out as a draftsman, but he ended up as a project engineer before. He ended up getting hurt and had to finally go on disability, which for him, that was devastating. But he didn't sit around and feel sorry for himself. He did what he could do. Sometimes he would have to sit down and rest or lay down and rest, but he kept going. He's been gone four years now, and I miss him. That must be hard. It's extremely hard because he was a real sweetheart. How do you get through a loss like that? It's not easy. Had it not been, I had two sons and one daughter. If it hadn't been for them and their families, I don't think I could have handled it. But you have to look at the fact that you don't want to see him suffer either. There's a time when you finally have to say, it's in your hands, God, not mine. Of course, I miss him dearly, but... <sighs> what was your wedding day like? Oh, it was wonderful. It ended up being a beautiful day. We were married on August 31st, 1963. Who was in your wedding? My maid of honor was Carol Keith. She was a friend of mine, lived just down the road from us, just a little ways in Scandia. It just was a, a wonderful day. At that time, you had the hoop wedding gown, and the aisle that they sent us down was so narrow. <laughs> and I had to pick that thing up finally and just almost run because... I couldn't get down, John, or my dad couldn't get It wasn't much room there at all, but I made it down the aisle. I'm sure he was wondering, is she having second thoughts, or why is she not getting down here fast enough? But my little heels kept catching in the hoop, and so I'd have to stop and shake a leg. <laughs> I'm sure he wondered. Oh, I think she's having second thoughts. <laughs> was your dad wondering what was going on, too? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he probably was thinking the same thing. Well, just have to drag her down here. <laughs> no. <laughs> what did you do for a honeymoon? We went to Saranac Lake. It was beautiful. We went for a um, horse and buggy ride in one of the little towns we stayed at. And then it turned black, and it started to pour. And here's John trying to shelter me. 
Oh, it was such a cold. Well, we were married on August 31st, so it shouldn't have been freezing cold, but boy, when it rains like that, you're soaked. It's cold. <laughs> he just reached over and tried to shelter me. <laughs> And he was like that all the time we were married. If you were talking to a young woman, what would you tell her to look for in a partner? I think that's hard to say because we're all so different. Mm-hmm. He just was a very kind, sweetheart <laughs> from the beginning and all through our marriage. How far into your marriage did you have children? We had children after the first year we were married. Had a boy, and then, of course, you think, oh, a couple years, we'll have another one. Ten years later, before we finally had another one. Then 13 months later, my daughter was born. It's like one extreme to the other, but that's just the way it worked out. What are your kids' names? Brian was the oldest, and it was B-R-Y-A-N. Jason, eight years later, 13 months later, Lori, L-O-R-I. Was Brian happy to become an older brother? I think at first he thought I was going to bring home a child like three years old or something that he was going to be able to play with right away, and then I come home with this little little thing, and it's like, what am I going to do with him? But in later years, they were good brothers together. And then I had Lori. You go by Jane. I do. But your first name is Mildred. Right. Were you named after anyone? My aunt, Mildred. And she was a very sweet lady, very generous. I think she must have had $20 bills made up because whenever she'd come to see Joanne, my sister and I, she always had a $20 bill for us. <laughs> so was that favorite Aunt Mildred? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, Aunt Edna lived in Dunkirk, so she was much further away. Now, why do you go by Jane instead of Mildred? Well, my uncle, I guess, was the one that started calling me Jane. That was Mildred's husband. He must have been jealous that I wasn't a boy. And so he said, we have one Mildred. She's going to be Jane or Janie. And when my older sister informed me that my real name wasn't Janie, I cried because I didn't want (laughs) to be Mildred. (laughs) How old were you when she told you that? Probably five or six. (laughs) (laughs) How many brothers and sisters do you have? I just had one sister. My mom lost a boy between my sister and I. Would you say your mother was a good mother? Oh, yes, absolutely. She was a sweetheart. And my dad was a very wonderful father, too. And then I married a wonderful man. What were you like as a teenager? Shy. Of course, growing up in Scandia, I don't know if you know much about Scandia, but I didn't get out, you know, we were in the country, and, you know, it's not like living in town when you can just walk almost anywhere. But I did get to go roller skating and stuff like that. How old are you? 80. <laughs> old enough to know better. <laughs> <laughs> Did your parents always have a car growing up? Mm-hmm. They did. It wasn't always uh, 
they didn't have a lot of money living on the farm, you know. But we, of course, always had plenty of food, and they were both very good parents. What kind of farm did you live on? Uh, we had milking cows, and uh, we had some chickens uh, one time. Did you have to help on the farm? I didn't. I was mommy's girl. My older sister was her dad's boy. <laughs> she was a toughie. <laughs> so your sister, Joanne? Joanne. She did help on the farm? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, she drove tractor, and she was a toughie, and I was the little wimpy one. <laughs> was there ever any, like, uh, issue, like, well, Janie doesn't have to work the farm, why do I? <laughs> no, no, not not that. But we weren't close until after she was married, because it was just too much of an age difference. Because there was a boy between Joanne and I, but he only lived three hours, I said. So, you know, I didn't have the brother. But there's, I guess, a reason for everything, isn't there? <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah. Do you think that that loss affected your mom? I'm sure it did, yeah. Because I can't imagine myself losing one of my three kids at would be devastating, you know. Did she talk about it much? Not a whole lot. She didn't. If she did, she'd get teary-eyed, you know. Is your sister still with us? No, she passed away four years ago. She had cancer. She was the toughie. She would, just wouldn't go to a doctor, and by the time she did, it was too late. So sorry to hear that. Yeah, because she could have still probably been with us, you know. But So four years ago, you lost your sister and your husband. That sounds like it was a tough time in your life. It, it's a hard time, yes. My husband was a real sweetheart, extremely intelligent. Uh, wasn't anything he couldn't do. Now, you said the two of you built a house. Did the two of you actually participate in the building of the house? We had the shell erected and everything else John did. He did the wiring, the plumbing. There wasn't anything he couldn't do. Do you think that that made living in that house feel even more special? I think so, yeah, because he did everything, you know. How long did you live in that home? Oh, my goodness, we moved up there in 63, so it's only been three years, say, since John's been gone, so we were up there a long time together. A lot of memories in that home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was an extremely intelligent man, like I say, nothing he couldn't do or wouldn't do for anybody. <laughs> Thinking back to when the home was being built, I'm sure not everything went as planned all of the time. Can you think of some times where, you know, maybe things went wrong and how you worked through that? Mm -hmm. 
he only had so much time because he worked. So, you know, everything can't be done like that. And, of course, I would have loved it if it could have been done like that, I guess. But um, I tried to be patient because he was doing the best he could do. Even, like, you know, the electrical work when the electrician said, you know, what is this guy, an engineer? And I said, no, but someday he will be. <laughs> did you work? Yes, I did. What did you do? I worked for banking. I was in bookkeeping for several years, and then I became a teller later on. How did you learn how to do bookkeeping? I took bookkeeping in school, and then, you know, they just train you once you get there. They had what they called the proof machine, and all your, the teller's deposits and that came through, and we'd have to run them through this proof machine, make sure everything, you know, added up the same <laughs> as the deposit slip said, and sometimes there would be an error, and then you'd have to go down and let them know that this wasn't right. And then later on, I did the posting. They had posting machines, and you put paper in there, and that's how people got their statements. Did you enjoy working? Yes, I did. I really did. And then uh, after my eldest son was born and I went back, then I became a teller, hmm. and uh, working with the public is a little more challenging, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> what was it like when the kids were young in the house? There's nine years difference between Brian and Jason, mm -hmm. so Brian got a lot more attention, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And besides that, Jason and Lori were 13 months apart, where Brian was the only child for eight years. But he was a very well-behaved child, he, and we tried not to spoil him, but to just love him, you know. And uh, to this day, he's still a, a sweetheart. But then finally, Jason came along, and then 13 months later, Lori, so... What a difference, you know, in ages. But now they're close, of course. Age doesn't mean anything now. But I'm, I'm sure Brian would have appreciated having a brother sooner, but it just didn't work that way. So, Do they come to visit you? Oh, yes. Yes, they are very good about that. Lori lives in Warren, so I get to see her more uh, Brian's out by Buffalo, and Jason is in Michigan, so I don't get to see the boys quite as often, but Lori is good about coming and taking me out, and we grocery shop or go to lunch. Or that. What do those times mean to you? Oh, everything. It's just great that, you know, we have that relationship to fall back on, <laughs> and the boys and uh, Lori, get along great, um, because Jason's in Michigan. We don't get to see him as much, and uh, at least Brian is by Buffalo, and that isn't <laughs> quite as bad. 
Did you go on family vacations? We didn't get to do a lot of family vacations. Uh, John worked a lot, and sometimes he would even have to work during his vacation. But when we could get away, we did. And at least living in Scandia, uh, there was a lot of things they could do, believe it or not. I think, you know, some people think, oh, living in out in the boonies, that has to be <laughs> bad. But it wasn't that bad. What do you think is good about growing up in this area? I think it's a very nice area, and I like the fact the seasons change, and uh, I was always used to that. Scandia was kind of wild in the wintertime, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Do you have any stories about winter in Scandia? Well, one time, and this was after we were, John and I were married, we just had our son Brian, There's a, and my parents lived next door, so thank goodness they were there to take care of me because we couldn't get home. We couldn't get up the hill. There was such a snowstorm, mm -hmm. and you had been out when the snow came? We, well, we worked in Warren, and uh, we came up Cobbin Park, which is the road that my sister lives at. I don't know if you're familiar with the castle. No. Well, there was a place called the castle up on Cobbin Park, and they lived near that, very near that. What color polish would you like to have? Oh, goodness. Um, something fairly light. On the lighter my grandmother lived with us, and uh, when she passed away at home, that was devastating because I was probably seven years old wow. when she passed. And, you know, for a young child, that is devastating. Did the doctor come to the house at that time? We had a horrible snowstorm. And he tried to get up the hill, and he he couldn't make it because at that time the roads weren't taken care of like they are now and living in the country. So I never liked, you know, people would say, oh, this must be fun. You know, you get snowed in, you can't go anywhere. No, because we couldn't get my grandmother out to a doctor, and she died. That's always stuck in my mind, you know, so I did not like snowstorms. <laughs> wow, seven years old, mm. and, and it still has stuck with you that long. Yeah. Were you close with your grandmother? Oh, yes. She was a sweetheart. She would sometimes go visit her sisters in Smithport. Well, actually, it was a little outside of Smithport, Cold Grove or something like that. What was your father like? Oh, he was a sweetheart. And working on the farm, both my mom and dad worked together. Mother was up every morning at 5 o'clock to go to the barn with my dad. And, of course, in those days, in the summer, if they were doing hay or threshing oats or something, the neighbors all got together. And whose ever house or farm they were working on, 
that lady made the big dinner for them at lunch, at dinner, you know, at noon. Was it a family farm that they inherited? Right. It was my grandparents' farm. And then my mom and dad came to live with them, and uh, that's how they ended up on the farm. Was that your father's parents or your mother's parents? That was my mother's parents. Where were your father's parents from? Uh, Manchester, New Hampshire. So I never knew his side of the family. And the only one I remember is my grandma, because my grandpa went long before she did. So I didn't have two sets of grandparents. But having my grandmother live with us made us close with her. Do you have grandkids? Yes, I do. I have six grandchildren. And it's fun having grandchildren because you can spoil them. <laughs> you don't want to spoil your kids, you know. <laughs> oh, sometimes they, they too got spoiled. Tell me how it feels to be a grandmother. It's always exciting to be a grandmother and to have these little ones running around. And then, of course, they grow up. <laughs> and so... I was such a good grandma, now I'm a great-grandma. <laughs> okay, a great-grandma also. How does that feel? Really good. Always loved the kids. How does it feel to be 80 years old? Well, honestly, I don't know what 80-year-olds are supposed to feel like, but I don't think I feel like an 80-year-old because I like to be active and, you know, do things to keep your mind going. What do you do to keep your mind going? We go to activities here a lot, and I think that helps just getting out with people and talking. And we do bingo and different things here, so that helps. If you were just to sit in your room all day long and feel sorry for yourself, I don't think that would be a good idea. <laughs> when it was time to make the decision to move here to the Rouse, what was that like? It was kind of sad, but I knew that my daughter and her family needed their space too. And it would have been very selfish to throw a fit and <laughs> make them feel like bad. It was time to, to go, and we do activities here and things, so it's not boring. Had you visited here before? No. Okay. No, had no idea what it would be like. But uh, so far, you know, we do puzzles and have a friend that um, we can chat and work on puzzles together. It's just nice. Looking back over your life, when do you think you were your happiest? Probably when I got married and then had children. <laughs> of course, there's eight years difference between Brian and Jason. It, we thought, oh, apparently, that's the only one we're going to have. But I said, well, having one was better than none. And then we had two more. <laughs> what was it like when you found out you were pregnant with Jason? After 10 years or so difference, it, it was very exciting. 
Did you get to tell your husband you were pregnant? Mm-hmm. What was that like? Exciting. And he was excited. We lived in town in an apartment. So when Brian was eight years old, we had the house up on the hill in Scandia, and we moved up there. And then we had Jason, and 13 months later, I had Lori. So it was like one extreme to the other. (laughs) So you had Jason, and then you find out you're pregnant with Lori. What was that like? It was still exciting, but unbelievable after all those years between Brian and Jason. (laughs) And I think uh, Brian was expecting me to bring home a child about three years old, you know, and he was going to be able to play with them right away, and I bring home this little guy, you know. Uh Oh. What can I do with him? I can't play with him, (laughs) So I'm almost 40. I'm 38. Do you have any advice for me? Well, just keep going. (laughs) I think keeping busy. I worked a lot. After Brian was probably 13 months old, I went back to work. But I found a wonderful babysitter. She had two adopted girls And so she loved children, and uh, she just took Brian and did everything with him. I think he was probably better off with her than me because she just was a wonderful lady. (laughs) And you you never felt any jealousy or resentment? Mm -mm. No, she was just that kind of a bubbly lady and... um, I knew he was being well taken care of. So did that actually make it easier for you to go to work? It did, uh, to some extent. I I would have loved to have spent more time with him. But then when we did have time together, I worked at a bank in in bookkeeping, and I had to work until 8 o'clock on Friday nights. So my husband would pick Brian up. So they became very close. And, of course, he was our only one for eight years. Uh, But that I think it was good for John and Brian because they, to this day, they are very close. That's nice. Yeah. Would you like a nail sticker to decorate your nails, a little decoration? Oh, Is there anything you're learning right now? Patience. (laughs) Why do you need to work on patience at 80 years old? It's easier to deal with things. And actually here they keep you busy. I do puzzles and that. And I have a lady we visit a lot together while we're doing the puzzles. And that helps to pass the time and... I don't just want to sit around in my room and feel sorry for myself. (laughs) So 80 years old, we don't like to think of things like this, but you are toward the end of your life. Mm -hmm. Is that something you think about? I try not to. I try to take one day at a time and be thankful for that day. And when the time comes, I've had a good life. Of course, I've Miss my husband terribly, but that's understandable. I'm thankful we had three children, and they have wonderful spouses, and I have grandchildren, and 
I don't get to spend as much time with them. We had one, our eldest granddaughter lived with us. Her and her mother just didn't get along. <laughs> and she was perfect with us. We couldn't have asked for a better child. Uh, How nice that you got to do that. Yes, for her and for us. It helped all of us. As my husband would go down and pick her up after work, and they'd come through the door laughing, and you know, and I thought, oh, how great that her and Grandpa can have that time together, you know, just the two of them. He he would go down and get her himself, and thought, that's really neat. That is really special. Mm -hmm. It was for him um, and for her. What did that time mean for you? I guess I was just happy that everything was going so smoothly, you know. And to have a grandchild live with you that needed love, and we could do that for her. And she's doing very well. I keep in touch with her a lot. She calls her grandma, too, so... Like I say, when John, my husband, would go pick her up, the two of them would come through the door just a laughing about something all the time. So you knew they had good conversations all the way home. And she really missed her grandpa when he passed. They were very close. Her father and her were not close, and so at least she had some main in her life that she you know uh, well this has been fun <laughs> yeah it has been I've enjoyed myself <laughs> how do you want your grandkids and great grandkids to remember you as being pleasant grandma great grandma because <laughs> I love my kids and I love my grandkids and my great grandkids it's it's neat having them. If you could sum your life up in one or two sentences, what would you say? It's been a wonderful life. It's been hard since the love of my life passed. But I wouldn't want him suffering either. That's just not fair to him. But uh, we had a lot of wonderful years together, and... I have to be thankful for that. And I do have the three kids and five grandchildren. Is there anything that you wish for the rest of your life? Just to be healthy as long as I can and have my mind. I think having your mind probably has to be the most important, too. Well, we are finished our manicure here. I think it looks really nice. What do you think? I love it. I love it. <laughs> that is beautiful. What was it like getting your first ever manicure? Exciting. I didn't know it'd be this easy, but you've been very pleasant oh, to talk to. And you. we've talked about a lot of things that I'm happy to talk about. Yeah. This is great. Thank you, Jane, for having me here today. This is a pleasure. Well, thank you for coming. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Manny's with Grannies. I hope you enjoyed learning about someone else 
and maybe even learned a little about yourself.